your destiny. Come on to be an effective witness in whatever you do. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Where nobody has ever gotten to your family, you will get there. God has given Reverend Samuel Olubio the mandate to help people discover their victories in Christ through the power in the world. I ask God for your instant healing now. For more details, please call 0803-303-6140 or through our website www.tccng.org www.youwillgetthere.tv You will get there. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 But as it is written I has no sin, no ear had neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. I'll speak to you briefly before God's servant come forth tonight on commanding your supernatural turnaround by the spirit of love. Supernatural turnaround is your heritage in every area of life. Why? Because Jesus paid the price in full for you to experience continual turnaround and progress in life. In John chapter 19 verse 30, Jesus stood on that cross and he said, It is finished. Which means everything that will ever be needed for your change of story has been paid for. The price has been paid for. The price for your fruitfulness has been paid for. The price for your breakthrough has been paid for. The price for your healing has been paid for. The price for your deliverance has been paid for. Matthew chapter 8 verse, eight, verse, verse 17. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So the price for your total healing to enjoy divine health has been fully paid for. Third John 2. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Which means the price for all land torn around has been paid for. Your financial prosperity has been paid for. Your physical prosperity has been paid for. Your divine health. There is nothing you will ever need that God will have to create. Everything you will ever need in this world has been created for. What you need to do is to know how to receive them. How to take them. How to walk in them. How to walk in them. He paid it them in full. And when you look at the scripture, you see that everyone that walked with God, all of them, always experience supernatural turnaround, even in the Old Testament, which was an old covenant. You could see turnaround in the life of God's people regularly. Now look at Daniel, for instance. Daniel was a slave in a strange land, but the God of turnaround took his life and turned it around overnight. From being a slave to being a prime minister. What about Joseph? Genesis chapter 41. Joseph was a captive in a strange land. Not just that, he was a prisoner. But the 
God of turnaround took his life overnight. And there was a turnaround. Somebody here, before this year is over, there shall be overnight turnaround for you in the name of Jesus. Right? If you are the one, let your amen be the loudest. What are the characteristics of supernatural turnaround? When the supernatural, when they turn around the supernatural, what are the things to look for? Number one, it is the finger of God at work. The finger of God is behind every supernatural turnaround. Exodus chapter 8 verse 19 tells us, this is the finger of God. From this night, people will see the finger of God in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number two, you are not qualified for it by your labor. No. That's why we call it releasing grace for supernatural turnaround. You are not qualified for it by your labor. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. He said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. But by my spirit, said the Lord. So we are talking about the turnaround that is powered by the grace of God. The help of God. The assistance of God. The hand of God. Romans chapter 9, verse 16. It is not of him that will it, nor of him that run it, but of God that showeth mercy. We are talking about God's mercy. God's grace at work in a man's life. God's hand at work in a man's hand, life. That is, it is, you are not qualified for it. It's not your labor. Psalm 127 verse 1. He said, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. So it's not what you can build. It's what the grace of God, the help of God will do for you. I release upon you tonight great grace for supernatural to run in the name of Jesus Christ. Number three, it exceeds your expectation. When is a supernatural to run from heaven, it exceeds your expectation. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. He said, now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. When it is supernatural to run, it goes beyond your expectation. So you know that this is God at work. That's God, what God will do for you this year. That's what God will do for you this year. I said, that's what God will do for you by this encounter. I said, that's what God will do for you by this encounter. I said, that's what God will do for you by this encounter. Where you are expecting one, two will come. If you are the one, let your image show you right now. Where you are expecting two, four will come. Where you are expecting four, eight will come. Where you are expecting one million, ten million will come. Where you are expecting one job, ten jobs will come. If you are the one, jump on your feet and shout the loudest amen. So shall it be. God will exceed your expectation. God will do more than you expect from him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number four, it is sudden. It is sudden. Some of you may not look like it today. But I can tell you something. Within the next three months, it will show your life. You may not look like it. Joseph didn't look like it at all. Nobody ever knew that morning that Joseph would be changing address and status. Even Joseph himself was not aware. He just woke up like ordinary prisoner 
with the prisoner's number, with the prisoner short, ready to go for hard labor. And God said, no, today is your last day in this prison. Someone is here. Today is the last day you will spend that problem in the name of Jesus Christ. As I'm speaking, God is confirming it. If you are the one, let your amen show it tonight. Joseph was not aware. He was not aware that that day will be his day. <laughs> it came suddenly. <laughs> Somebody say suddenly. Suddenly you'll be married. If you are believing God to be married, shout a louder amen. That amen is very weak. That amen is very weak. Suddenly you will build a house. Suddenly, financial level will change. Suddenly, you'll have children. Suddenly, your business will break through. Suddenly, your status will change. Suddenly, your level will change. In the name of Jesus Christ, God is a God of sudden divine visitation, sudden turnaround, sudden breakthrough. Joseph never thought about it. He didn't know that that day will be his day. They asked the late Archbishop Bessie Hindahusa, whom, by the grace of God, many dead people were raised in his ministry. They asked him and they said, how come that you said that dead people were raised from your ministry? How come that none of them was videoed? They should have videoed them and so we could have seen them that dead were truly raised under your ministry. And then he answered them. He said, I didn't know myself that God will raise the dead through my hand that day. It just happened. Somebody, what you don't expect God will do, he will do it for you. Many years ago, I have a friend that the Lord lifted up supernaturally one day. He didn't expect it. It happened so suddenly. What happened? there was a position that had to be filled up. And it was a major one. They looked everywhere. Nobody could be found. And suddenly somebody just mentioned his name. What about this person? And they said, okay, let's go for him. And so this person was at home doing nothing. No work, no job, just at home doing nothing. Wandering away. And then somebody suggested his name. And everybody said, let's go for him. And then we took a car. And went to his house. He was not aware. There was no telephone call. We drove to his house. And then when we met him, he had not taken his bath in the morning. He was just walking around the house as a normal person. that had no job to do. And then we said, we have come to carry you. Carry you for me for what? He said, there is an appointment you have been appointed for right now. Enter the car. We carried him live, waited for him to take his bath. He took it back. What, what I mean? I mean, put his clothes on. We carried him. And from that day, his story changed. Somebody here, within the next three months, there shall be overnight turn around for you. If you are the one stand on your feet, I shall three living amen to that. So shall it be in the name of Jesus Christ. Sudden, sudden, it happens suddenly. Acts chapter 2, verse 4, talk about on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost came down suddenly. <laughs> suddenly they were not aware that it would come that way suddenly the Holy Ghost came down so 
every supernatural turnaround from God comes suddenly. Don't bother the way you are looking today. Don't bother what people are telling you today. Is somebody hearing me right now? But there shall be a sudden, sudden, sudden. You will wake up one day an ordinary man, but you sleep an extraordinary man in the name of Jesus Christ. You wake up one day without having any money in your house, but by the time you are sleeping that day, your story has changed. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number five, or number four. Yeah, number five. Every supernatural turnaround from God endures. It endures. It does not come and go. No. So, by the time God begins to bless you from this encounter, don't think you will lose it. You will not lose it. I say you will not lose it. I say you will not lose it. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he added no sorrow to it. And whatsoever the Lord doeth, it shall be forever. No man can add to it. No man can take from it. And God doeth it that men may fear before him. God will do an enduring work in your life by this encounter in the name of Jesus. Chapter 3 of Ecclesiastes verse 14 tells us that it endures. It endures. After the death, the doctor said, we will never be able to father a child in this world. That is mean. I will never be able to have a child in this world. And supernaturally, God intervened. And there was a sudden turn around. Sudden turn around. And then, somehow, my wife saw blood and she was afraid. My heart did not shift. You know why? Whatsoever the Lord doeth, it shall be forever. No man can alter it. No man can take from it. She started seeing blood after waiting for several years. And the devil said, you have lost the pregnancy. And I, in my mind, I said, look, look at it. You can't lose it. This is from God. If it's from him, it will abide forever. Not just that anybody can see blood. Any man can see blood. Any woman can see blood. Any girl can see blood. Any boy, even a child can see blood. Take a blade and cut yourself, you will see blood. But when you see blood, does it mean miscarriage? It does not mean miscarriage. It, miscarriage is a thing of the mind. Is somebody hearing me right now? Once the devil sell it to you and you and you buy it, that's it. It's over. Ah, you have miscarriage. Anybody can have blood. Praise the Lord. At times you are shaving yourself, you cut yourself. If I think yesterday morning, I still cut myself in shaving. Does that mean miscarriage? No. Glory be to God. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. I saw blood gushing out of my, of my skin and I just went clean it. I didn't tell anybody except you are the first thing I'm telling now. <laughs> Amen. And then it would be foolish for me to not sit and start crying and say, oh, miscarriage, miscarriage because I've seen blood. <laughs> Amen. So, blood does not mean miscarriage. All women to hear this, whatsoever the Lord do it, it shall be forever. Don't let any medical jargon confuse you. We are talking about scriptural blessing that works by faith. When your faith comes alive, even you can skip seeing blood throughout the nine months, you will still deliver your baby. It endures forever. Your breakthrough will endure forever. Number five, number six. It is a testimony that announces itself. When it's a supernatural turnaround from God, it is a testimony that announces itself. You don't need to tell anybody, see me, I'm pregnant. No, they will see it. 
You don't need to tell anybody, I'm now married. No, they will see that you're married. You don't need to tell anybody, I now have a good new job. No, they will see it. I pray for somebody here today that by what you are receiving from this mountain, God will give you a testimony that will announce itself. Psalm 126 verse 1, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dreamed. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, our tongue with singing. Then say they among the heathen, among the unbelievers, the Lord has done great things for them. The unbelievers saw it because the testimony announced itself. Then say they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. He said, the Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. It was obvious to everyone that God has done it. Someone here, what will announce itself in your life, in your family, in your finance, in your business, that's what God will give to you by this encounter. But quickly, what is the master key that gives you access to this supernatural turnaround? We call it the spirit of love. Your love for God is a failure-proof master key that provokes supernatural tolerance any day. This key does not fail. You may fast and not see result. But you can't love God and not experience turnaround. It's not possible. Everyone in scripture that enjoys supernatural turnaround at their root is a genuine love for God. A genuine heart for God. Once you are out for you are out for God with all your heart, I can tell you something. You cannot but experience a supernatural turnaround. At the root of Abraham turn around, genuine love for God. At the root of Joseph turn around overnight, genuine love for God. At the root of Daniel turn around, genuine love for God. He said, I purpose in my heart that I will not defile myself because of the king's mate. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Joseph said, how will I commit this wickedness and sin against my God? You could see genuine love for God. Genesis 39 verse 9. So you cannot be committed to loving God. And not explain to around. Ruth, who suddenly, after she lost her husband, and it appeared all hope was gone, her whole destiny was turned around, came because of her genuine love for God. A genuine love for God. Ruth was a type of a Christian. Naomi was a type of, the, of Jesus Christ or the child. She said to Jesus or said to Naomi, anywhere you go, I will go. Your people shall be my people. Your God shall be my God. Where you dwell, I will dwell. That is love for God. I mean, you get stuck to God to the end. You are sold out to God. You are addicted to God. Your heart is God enamored. When you are truly sold out to God, I can tell you something, turn around becomes a walkover. First Corinthians 2 verse 9, but as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, it has never entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for those that love him. Not for everybody. No. You can be coming to a church and don't love God. You can even be in a department and not love God. You can even be singing and not love God. We had that early in the morning. You can even be a pastor and not love God. Is somebody hearing me right now? You can be a bishop and not love God. You can be an apostle and not love God. You can be in every service and yet have no love for God. But you can't love God and it will not show. When you love him, he shows. I mean, and love cannot be hidden. Jesus asked John, I mean Peter, 
He said, Simon, Simon, son of Bajona, lovest thou me more than this? He said, yeah, Lord, you know I love you. The love question must be answered in your life for your supernatural turn to touch your hand. You must be able to answer that question in the affirmative for things to happen. You are not just looking for God for miracle. You are out for God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He said that is the first and the great commandment. Matthew chapter 22 from verse 35 to 40. That is the first and the great commandment. You are out, sold out to him in love. And I can tell you something. God will never withhold anything from his lover. No. God will never withhold anything from his lover. I love my wife. I cannot withhold anything from her. Is somebody hearing me right now? When you love somebody, nothing will be withheld from you. The reason that prayers should have been stranded and frustrated is because the love of God is not there. If it's there, it will show. If it's there, your turnaround becomes a reality. You don't beg for it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. He said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things shall be added. They come as additions. They come as addition. Turn around becomes your portion. Cheaply. Becomes a way of life. Getting married. Way of life. Cheaply. Without having to pray for it. Children. Comes your way. Healing. The children's bread. Why? Because the foundation has been made. And it is love. It is love. Quickly. What are the proofs of your love for God? When you love God, how do you show it? How do you demonstrate it? Because love cannot be hidden. The Bible says love is as strong as water. It says many waters. Love is as strong as dead. Many waters cannot quench love. When it's at work, you can't quench it. Number one, when you love God, you will love the word of God. Every time God's word is coming, you'll be excited at the world. You'll be sold out to the world. We see that in Mary, in Luke chapter 10, from verse 38 to 42. Mary was out for God's word. I mean, here was matter going up and down. If, as I'm talking now, if you go to where they sell food, you will see some people there. No love for God. The word is going on. They are declared cook there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If I, that's what they come to church to do. You see them there drinking coke. When you are passing, they call, ah, come and join. Give him one coke. Sit down. Praise the Lord. When you are in love for God, you have a passion for the world. You are sold out to the word of God. You want to hear your lover every day. You want to hear him talk to you all the time. So you commit to the study of the world. Psalm 119, verse 97 to 100. David speaking there. He said, how love I thy law. How loved I thy law. It is my meditation all day. It is my meditation all day. Psalm 119 from verse 97 to 100. When you are in law with God, you will in, you'll be in law with his word. Hey. Job said, I have esteemed thy word above all my necessary food. Which means your word, this word is important to me more than physical food. And don't forget the Bible says in Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. God's word becomes paramount in your life. Number two, you'll be committed to absolute and consistent obedience to God. When you are truly in love with God, it shows by your obedience. 
you live a life of obedience, not disobedience. First John chapter 5, verse 3. He says, and this is the love of God that we keep his commandment. And this is the love of God that we keep his commandment. And his commandments are not grievous. When you are truly in love, it shows in your obedience. And we saw that with Abraham. There was nothing God ever told Abraham that he did not obey. He was always moving by God's instruction and command. Always moving. When you are truly in love, it shows in your life of obedience. John chapter 2 verse 5. He said, whatever it tells you to do, do it. That's the proof of your love. Whatever it tells you to do, do it. That's what shows that you love him. Not just singing, I love you, Lord. Anybody can sing. Any trained parrot can sing. A non-believer can sing, I love you, Lord. But when you are truly in love, it shows by your commitment to living a life of obedience. Not once, but always. Not delayed obedience. God is telling you to do something now. You say, I will do it tomorrow. No. You rush at it like Abraham did. You rush at it like Abraham did. Obedience becomes part of your nature. Part of your life. You are committed to living a life of disobedience. John 14 verse 21 and verse 23. If you love me, you keep my commandments. Hmm. He that has my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. When you truly love him, you will keep his commandment. You will keep his commandment. You will keep his word. And it shows. And I can tell you something, that is the master key to enjoying God's blessing. Number three, when you truly love him, you'll be committed to serving God. Oh, what a powerful message you received this morning. You'll be committed to a lifestyle of service. A lifestyle of service. A lifestyle of service. Not serving God when there is nata. We have a lot of nata rice workers. Now, they are just serving because there is nata. After nata, what will become of you? You can't be blessed like that. By the grace of God, in the last 30 years, I've engaged in kingdom service unbroken. Unbroken in 30 years. In 30 years. You have testimony of Pastor David Ibiome. That's what it takes. It's not a hit and run thing. You are there serving night and day. Whether it's convenient, it's not convenient, you are there. That's it. That's what God will look for to reward you because only servants are qualified for reward. Only stewards are qualified for reward. You can be in the church and not be serving. If you love him, you will serve him. John chapter 12 from verse 24 to 26. Except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abide alone. But when it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Verse 25. He said, he that loveth his life shall lose it. Always giving excuse for no serving. Why he cannot be in the church? Always making stories. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hated his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. And then verse 26. And then he said, if any man serve me, hmm, let him follow me. Let him do what I do. And we heard about soul winning earlier on. You are committed to soul winning. Let him do what I do. He said, where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor with supernatural turnaround. 
Have you wondered why you have been praying? You have been praying. Your neck is about to break. Praying, praying, and nothing is happening. Are you serving? You don't pray yourself into reward. You serve into reward. You serve yourself into reward. That's what it is. You can be a pastor and not be serving. Praise the Lord. I mean, it was made clear today that we have a lot of people who have t- titles. Titles, but no service. Titles. Title does not free you from service if you must remain relevant in God's kingdom. You are still serving. I mean, you had a testimony today how Pastor Ebiyomi, in our family, we are committed to serving. My, our father was sharing this with us, how that in two weeks, he won 1,477 souls personally on the street. You heard him say earlier in the morning, he won 50-something souls in one day, in one hour, in one month. Good. There is no evangelism we are going for here now, except I'm not around, that we don't go for. I trek around this place to win souls. You are serving. You are not waiting for, you are not doing it because you want this, you want that, you want that. Serving out of law, whether he blesses you with a child or not, you are serving. That's what will qualify you for supernatural turnaround. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I receive grace for continual service. You need it. It guarantees your supernatural turnaround. And then, number four, when you are in love with God, you will love the brethren. You will love people. And you will show it. You can't love people and not show it. You will love the brethren and you will show that you truly love them. In First John chapter 4, verse 20 and 21. He said, if a man say, I love God, and he does not love the man that they can see. He's a liar. He's a liar. You prove your love to God by loving people. By loving your fellow brethren. By loving the unbelievers. By loving everyone around you. That's how to prove that you love him. First John 3 verse 8, 17 and 18 tells us that. That we must love God indeed and in truth. Your brother cannot have a need. And by the grace of God you have help. You are, you are in the place to be able to help the person and you are not. And you say you love God. No. You prove your love to God by assisting. Number five, you will love his house. When you truly love him, you will love his house. Psalm 26 verse 8 tells us that I have loved the habitation. When you love God, you love his house. I mean, the house of your lover is never far. You can wake up in the middle of the night and you are there. All this coming to church once in a while is a sign that the love of God is not in your heart. If the love of God is in your heart, distance is not an issue. You are there all the time. I mean, I'm sure those of us that are here this morning were blessed by the testimony we had. Uh, Pastor Biyoman said they lived in VI and he was going to church every day in the Anopaja. Every day. Wake, wake up 4 a.m. in the morning to go to church. When love is there, I can tell you something, you will go to any distance. I pray today that the spirit of love will come upon you afresh in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear you loud. Amen. Amen. Psalm 27 verse 4. David speaking there. One thing about desired. And that will I seek after all the days of my life. To inquire in the house of God. And to behold the beauty of the Lord. When you love him. You'll be committed to his house. You will love his house. You'll be there all the time. You'll be there every time. You don't want to leave. And finally. When you love him. You will give to his cause. You will give to his cause. Giving is a proof of love. <laughs> you can't tell me you love God and you're not a giver. 
you are still finding it difficult to pay tithe. That's the of God in you. Tithe is the pre, pre meal. What do you call it? Preliminary. Pre, my English teacher. Preliminary. Am I correct? Preliminary. Praise the Lord. Okay. Kindergarten. Is the kindergarten of Christianity tightening? If you are still having a challenge, should I pay time? Oh no, it's too much. I cannot. You have a problem. If you are a pastor and you are not tightening, you are not called. You are just deceiving us that you are called. You are not called. Because if you cannot pay time, you have not given your life. So the proof of your love for God is, is in giving. Somebody hear me right now. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8. Say we should prove the sincerity of our law in our giving. I've never struggled in paying time. By the grace of God, I pay 20% tithe of everything God blesses me with. 20%. One of my sons in the ministry asked me one day, I said, how come you are paying 20%? I said, out of my love for God. When you love someone, you will do everything. You will go beyond what you are asked to do. All this one, you attack condition. Many of you, you are paying time. You pay time 772259.07. You calculate to the last cupboard as if God is owing you money. That's a problem. You have a problem. You have a problem. Calculate to the BRS minimum 772.22.25. Nine. When you are not sure, pride. That, that says something. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. It's time to wake up. I release upon you tonight the spirit of law in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. Lift your hands, everyone, and talk to him and receive grace. Receive grace. Father, open your mouth, everybody. Lift your two hands and pray that prayer. Pray one prayer. Baptize me this night with the spirit of love. There is a spirit of love. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 6. Talk about the spirit of love. Lift your hands and talk to him. Father, baptize me tonight afresh with the spirit of love. With the spirit of love. Are you talking to him? Are you praying there? Are you praying there? Are you praying there? Are you praying there? Pray that prayer from your heart. Pray that prayer from your heart. Holy Spirit, baptize me afresh. I want everybody to pray that prayer. Don't assume you have it. You cannot assume it. That was why Jesus had to ask Peter, do you love me? Peter had been working with him for three and a half years. Don't assume you have it. Many of us need a fresh baptism again. You need a renewal. You need revival. Open your mouth and pray that prayer from your heart. Father, baptize me afresh. Fill me afresh with the spirit of love. Let it come from your heart. Pray that prayer from your heart. Lord, fill me afresh with the spirit of love. Fill me afresh with the spirit of love. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Lift your two hands, everyone in this sanctuary. Father, 
I ask that you release upon everyone here the spirit of love afresh in the name of Jesus Christ. Every force of darkness, every negative spirit, greediness, selfishness, pride that is contending with your spirit of love in our lives. Father, let it be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray for everyone that today you will enter into a new love with God. A new realm of 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 love with God. In Jesus name. Lift your two hands and say father I love you. Please do that from your heart. Let it be emotional. Passionate. Lift your hands again and say father I love you. Now say with me everyone. Father I love you with all my heart. Jesus I love you with all my heart. Holy Ghost I love you with all my heart. You will never lose that love again. In Jesus name. Put your hands together for the Lord. And please.